morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's episode of Coffee with Jim and James. Okay, my normal tangent, New Orleans, July 26, 2010. No, never speak of it again. We're not going to do that. I was at an LGA conference, and I have to tell you, it was one of the best ones ever. And I said to my old buddy, Bobby Burns, I said, Bobby, I said, you know, we normally get 60, 70, 80 people. We must have three, 400 here. I said, how did that happen? And we were at the Royal Sinesta pool and he pointed over and there was this vision, almost like cousin Eddie in Christmas vacation in the pool scene, you know, with the rubber ducky. He goes, that's David Tapman. And I'm like, who is he? I said, I got to meet him. And that's where the friendship uh, began. Uh, before we get to David, let me bring in my co-host, James. James, how are you today? Jimmy, I'm scared where that was going. One of those New what? Orleans stories. I've heard that line before. Um, I am great. It is a rainy day here in Texas, but we'll take the rain. We're in a drought. Uh, we're going to stay that way. Uh, excited to have David Tapman. I actually met David this morning, pre-show. Um, I've seen him. I've, I've seen pictures of him. He's a super famous guy. And I'm glad that he's on here with us. David, good morning. Thanks for joining us. You give us a little bit of rundown of, uh, you know, what, what you do for uh, uh, the Tapman Group and, and a little bit about it. Sure, sure. Good morning. Uh, thanks for having me on. This, uh, this is a lot of fun uh, and a little different than my typical day. So thanks for having <laughs> me on. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. I was, I was a little worried until Jim actually said what it was about, because when you start the story with, we were in New Orleans, we were in yeah. Bourbon Street. I'm thinking this could not end well. Uh, so uh, no, I, uh, our company is a, an association management and lobbying firm. And what that means is is we do turnkey operations for trade and professional associations. So if you're a, a giant uh, association like, you know, the National Chamber of Commerce, you probably have a $10 million building, 50 people on staff and all that. There, there are a lot of smaller associations, heavily involved, but smaller associations that it makes more sense to contract that work out. And as opposed to, you know, hiring an executive director or buying a building, so on and so forth. So what we do is we do that as a turnkey operation. And so we do that for 38 different, we do some, some form of government relations or association management for 38 different clients. Of course, our favorite client uh, is the gas associations, right? Arkansas uh, and Louisiana uh, associations. And uh, no, we don't really play favorites, but what we do try to do is make sure that we don't look like an association management company, that when we serve uh, AGA or LGA, we're part of the family. You, we don't identify ourselves as staff of the Tapman Group. We say we're LGA staff. You know, we work with the board to implement the policies of the board. And that's everything from, you know, events, conventions, where I met Jim at, uh, to board meetings, to publications, to all communications, to legislative uh, affairs and things like that. So that's generally what we do. And uh, we love working with, uh, with uh, our gas associations. Good, good. And awesome. we love working with you, David. I, I have to tell you, I mean, we're friends, we're buddies, and we have been for years. But the uh, amount that you do for the LGA, Louisiana Gas Association, and the AGA, AGA Arkansas Gas Association, just getting on board with those is uh, going to be tremendous. Can you give me just a little bit more background where it all began? Uh, did your roots begin in politics? I mean, let's let's go back. Uh, I'm not going to say our age. So let's go back a decade <laughs> or two, you know, I'm, I'm, a little insight I'm, to that. 
58 years old. Okay. I, uh, went, I uh, grew up in New Orleans, um, you know, uh, uh, went to high school there, uh, went on uh, to Nichols State University, graduated from there. I was going to be a psychologist. That was the plan. And uh, it didn't work out because I put myself through school. So I was so hungry that I just needed to get a job. First job working with the Boy Scouts of America doing, uh, you know, kind of uh, program management and fundraising. Then I went to Children's Hospital and worked there in fundraising and program management. And then I was hired in 1990 to come to Baton Rouge, leave my hometown, which was difficult, and come to Baton Rouge and work for a trade of a, a major trade and professional associations to do their to do their fundraising work. And then eventually I started doing their lobbying work. So in 97, I left, formed my own company, the Tapman Group, a uh, little, little logo in the back, little plug for us. Uh, the, uh, we were doing government relations work. So from 97, June of 97 to really about 2002, that's what we were doing. But we had a lot of clients that we represented from a government relations standpoint that were trade and professional associations and were struggling to make it. Things were very difficult. Uh, associations kind of have an ebb and flow. Sometimes they're up, sometimes they're down. And after some, uh, after I said no about 27 times to some clients, uh, we finally took on, we actually took three on at it at one time. And, and now we're the largest association management uh, firm in the state. So it, we picked, we, we actually began to build our portfolio of associations uh, beginning again in about 2002 ballpark. And then uh, we started working with the Louisiana Gas Association in 2007 oh. uh, and okay. really just had a lot of uh, uh, great experiences. Look, we're successful because we have great boards and we have great leaders. And yeah. so it's a team thing. It, yeah. We can be the best in the world. If, if our boards are not strong and engaged like LGA and AGAR, we're not going to make it. Uh, so that that's really what we do. And then we, uh, you know, know a lot of you all. So uh, when Arkansas came up, uh, we met with that board and we took them over in 2018. And we love working with them. What a great opportunity. Awesome. Fantastic. Um, man, I thought you were going to get to use that psychology stuff. <laughs> when Jim started, you know, with that New Orleans story. Uh, David, 2020 will forever be marked as the year we all went virtual, right? I'm so yep. tired of hearing that word. Yep. Um, it was so foreign to us. You know, you laughed about this today, how different today is to be on this. You know, imagine us every week. <laughs> we, we have no clue how we ended up here. But what are your thoughts on virtual conferences? Do you think, um, you know, do you think it was beneficial? Do you think it was a stopgap? Do you think this is the future and what does 2021 look like and beyond in your, you know, educated opinion? So I, I, I really get asked that question a lot, not only by people outside of what we do, but uh, by, you know, our clients kind of cross pollination of information. And the reality of it is, is if, you know, a year and a half ago, I would have called my board and said, hey, look, I want to have a virtual conference and we're going to go do all virtual board meetings. I wouldn't have any clients, right? 
the pandemic forced us into this lane. And so now we're here. And so, you know, great stories about guys that couldn't, I, they couldn't even open their cell phone, you know, uh, they're now. You can't, uh, you can't talk about Jim like that. <laughs> but, but, you know, you sit there watching them, they, you know, the first time we did it, you know, we're doing them with people would look on cameras. They'd have funny things in the background that they didn't want people to see. Uh, they were, you know, technologically challenged, but I, I, it really, the pandemic has, has I think, and, and by the way, technology right now, we're on Zoom, Teams uh, works really well. Uh, and, and look, at some point it was better than nothing, right? People wanted to see each other, wanted to have interaction, wanted to keep doing the work, uh, you know, wanted to keep serving uh, and that sort of thing. So that's, you know, that's what I, I, that's where it is. So when we talk about virtual conferences, I, you know, we've done some really nice ones with some of our clients. Some are still a little kicking and screaming. They keep pushing the, you know, kind of kicking the can down the road and said, well, we will, we'll now push it back from February to October, or we'll do this, or we'll do that, hoping that it gets better. And then there's a larger uh, a number in the middle that are trying to do hybrid. So we have clients now, they're actually meeting live. Uh, and, and look, the rooms are full, but what we're also doing is every time we do that, we're suggesting that people do hybrid conferences. Yeah. And that way, if people want to go, they can go in person. If they want to do it virtually, they can do it virtually. And then the other, there's another element, and that is, is if there is some extreme breakout again, where uh, everything is shut down, you at least have the hybrid that you can deliver that product. So that's you know, that is, I think, uh, where, you know, we've been in 2020. We think we're getting a lot better at it. I think our firm does it better than most um, because I have, uh, you know, Jim, as you know, very talented staff and, and very talented, yes, you young energy. Um, yeah. I, you know, you asked the question about 2021 and I don't have a crystal ball, but my brother's cousin's sister's son does. It's, it's seems reliable. It's, it's, yeah. it, it's hot. It's off the black market. But uh, no, seriously, I, I, I don't personally don't think 2021 is a lot better. Uh, I just the indications are that we frankly don't know how it's spread with uh, uh, effect. We don't really have a deep understanding of how it's spread. Uh, there are variants that are coming out. The uh, vaccination is painfully slow. Uh, there are going to be a lot of people who are not taking the vaccination. We have a lot of clients who are in situations where they're up the ladder on vaccines and we're finding 30 to 40% of those people aren't taking it. So I don't think that, I think we're resting a little too much on vaccine. And I know we didn't want to get into a vaccine conversation, no. but I believe that 2021 is going to look a lot like 2020 did. Uh, and uh, David, just, uh, Unfortunately, I, I completely agree with you. We, you know, we had a, a conference plan for May of this year with, you know, I think going on kind of the, the same notion that you just brought up. Like, I don't know how blinded we were. I think we were all pandemic blinded to the, just, we, we thought we were going to flip a switch in 2021, you know, vaccines were just going to show up everybody's door and everybody's going to take it. And we were all going to run wild. But uh, as we see it, I'm, I'm preparing our teams to, you know, come to the realization that if there's anything that has any semblance to our old norm, we'd be lucky to see it by Q3, Q4, you know, yeah. really lucky. And I love the hybrid approach, David. I think what y'all done, I attended LGA's um, conference earlier in the, or last year, um, but 
Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think we had high hopes for 2021, but unfortunately, you know, we're sputtering out of the gate a little bit, no matter where that comes from and reality's hitting that. Okay. Well, we're, we got really good last year. You know, that's the good news. You, you hit it out of the park with, we had people learn how to do these things that never yeah. knew how, and that gap isn't there that we had before. So I think 2021, if it turns into either a hybrid or all virtual again, we'll see better versions of ourselves, right? Than, than we saw last year, it was like, well, we can't break it. I mean, we're doing nothing right now. Right. So uh, I, I love that viewpoint for sure. Yeah. Let me, let me, David, you hit on a very important part and I really like your aspect that, yeah, 2020 was a heck of a challenging year, you know, the whole bit, but we really embraced it and we learned new things. And you brought up the, you know, your role and such. So thinking about a, a COVID environment or God forbid, what other type of environment might come down the road, where do you see the, the professional and trade associations? How do you see those helping, assisting, role, whatever you want to, that's where my thought process is. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I do. And uh, I think it's a great question. I, um, I I would tell you that I think now trade and professional associations are more important than ever. I, of okay. course, people are going to say, well, of course you run them. You're going to say that, but I'll, I'll tell you why I believe that. I, you know, they, there are usually core uh, items that are big in an association and, you know, with LGA and AJ training and education is such a big deal, but the networking aspect of it is, is, you know, really uh, important too. What I have found is with all of the things going on in social media and with the way that news is fed to us, uh, you really don't know what to trust or believe. And, and I would suggest to you that if your association sending something to you, you can, you can almost guarantee it's, it's going to be accurate or they're not going to send it to you. And so, you know, again, depending on the association that you're working with, things change. I mean, in some cases right now, it is the association that is, uh, I use the word lobbying, you know, pleading with government to move some of our clients up the ladder when it comes to vaccines, because they may be in contact with people who have it or, or you know, servicing people who have it. So from a either governmental relations standpoint or an education, those are usually the two big ones. Communication has moved way up the ladder. I'm not saying it is the most important, but, you know, news you can trust, you know, I think that's one of the network's uh, logo. Uh, I think that's really uh, what associations are. It's news you can trust. Uh, and it, it gives everyone, I think, a, a, a more important uh, set of information as they run their businesses, as they train their employees, as they do these things. So we, we're actually seeing increases in membership, which we did not predict. Not that crystal ball, that was that hot crystal ball. It didn't show that. Market one. David, uh, I think another awesome byproduct to kind of the hybrid or virtual only approach that a lot of people don't talk about, and, and Jim, you'll know because I talk about this all the time and with our teams, but I love where we're at right now. I'm going to be really selfish. Not, not, I don't want to be in a pandemic, but I'm saying that the atmosphere I have right now allows me more continuous improvement and development skills, upskilling than ever before because I can sign up for these virtual conferences. I used to do it all the time when the things weren't virtual, but now that everything is, I sign up for everything. We're a part of what, Jim, probably 30, 40 associations across the natural gas industry. Yes. And I sign up for everything because nine times out of 10, I'm gonna get that on-demand option. 
And I can listen, if I am available, I can listen while I work. I can listen later, I can listen tonight. And I didn't have that option. And my teens definitely didn't have that option because they weren't traveling out to the shows, right? They're not public facing folks. And so an awesome, awesome byproduct has been the amount of education that people are getting. Number one, that never would have got it. But number two, on their, at their own speed, you know, in their own style, which we know in training is so important. I think James and David, or I, I sorry to interrupt, but David, you hit it. James, you carried on with it. And it's the idea that you said that um, we've grown because of that to the association. There might be people that, like James was just talking, that never could go, couldn't leave the office. But now that it was virtual or this hybrid, which I really like, because there's going to be some of us will be back on Bourbon Street. We'll never speak of it again, David. But anyways, uh, keep that quiet. But anyways, we'll be back. But a lot of the people that can't go will actually have the ability to go virtually. And uh, that's that's a very positive thing. Yeah, I think that's spot on. I, I really do. And, and uh, you know, there, there are things that change our world all the time, you know, uh, cell phones, you know, the way that whole thing works. You know, the idea that you can be doing a conference call or a Zoom meeting while you're driving, you know, what, of course, you wouldn't be looking at it. But while you're driving, you wouldn't be looking, you'd just be listening. Yes, uh, just listening. But, yes. but, you know, that the technology extends. And I agree with you, the delivery is, is, is critically important. I think that in that same, uh, another crystal ball I'm looking at, I think that this will always be part of the mix though. It's a new deliberate system that people are, are comfortable with. Look, there's nothing like being at that conference. You know, here we are in the trade showroom, right? And, you know, Jim and I kind of see each other say hello. Sure. There's a lot of business done at the pool too. There's a yeah. lot of business done yeah. at the bar, at the restaurant. And so I think that the live conferences will never lose their luster. But uh -huh. I do think that we will always have uh, I think there will always be different offerings and virtual will be in the mix. Yep. Yep. I agree. It's, it, we can't go back. We're going to lose so many people. And, you know, I brought it up the other day, Jim, I'm trying to think what guest it was. We were talking about the, you know, the generation gap and skills gap and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. And yep. I brought up the fact that, you know, we were so concerned about this new generation and, and, you know, uh, the retiring workforce and all that stuff. And look, look at us now, what just happened. You know, we have a, a group of people that jumped on to virtual meetings in a heartbeat. We have a workforce that's, you know, inspired um, to be able to work at home and, and be with their family. Like, it's a totally different world. We may have fixed the problem without even knowing it, you know. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. David, one last question. Uh, this is a hard a one. This is a hard one, brother. You've been a fantastic guest, David. Um but we always finish our show with one, one question. And so I'm gonna ask you that today. David, do you love what you do? Absolutely love it. I've got the best job in the world. Wow. I, uh, I think the, uh, it, and, and look, a lot of people don't see what we see on both sides. So the client doesn't always see what we're doing, say at the Capitol or you know, in the trenches and so on and so forth. But I like it all. I like, I like the fact that we're out there and, and the one thing about trade and professional associations is service. They're servicing, you know, they're they're providing service to their industry. They're trying to make things better. And I mean, when you're on a team of people who are trying to excel at what they do, they're not just trying to get by. I mean, I, that is a spirit that I am I am fortunate to to get that sort of energy 
uh, from from you all, from our clients. Sure. Uh, and I'm I actually am better when I'm busy because I love it so much. Yeah, I I'm that person for sure. Jimmy, do you, have you ever been on a team where everybody was equally passionate? Um, I've been I've been on so you better many say teams. now. That was now. a setup. Right now. Right now. Well, wait, I mean, okay, let me just, this has been on my head. I got to say it. You know, I live in West Palm Beach, Florida, you know, and I used to travel all the time and I used to stay connected. Then all of a sudden this all happened. And then James said, we're going to have a morning scrum meeting is what it's called, which is a Zoom meeting. Mm -hmm. And I have never in my career felt more connected to a team, even though I'm 1200 miles away, but we talk. We talk about life, personal life, professional life, our day schedule, all that stuff. And it's every day. And at first I was like, what? A Zoom meeting? What? Uh, do Get on LinkedIn? What? Get on, you know, podcast? What? Do what? And now it just becomes more and more comfortable. And I've never been more connected to a team and have an absolute. And, and, you know, just like us picking up, David, you and I today, we haven't seen each other in a long time, months, months and months and months. But it's just like, you know, we pick it up just by seeing your face right here. And it's it's wonderful. So yeah, it really is great. And uh, although I would tell you, I'd rather be where you are than where I am. So that I like the travel aspect. So if you do call a meeting at your place, let me know. I'll be there. <laughs> likewise, likewise. <laughs> we might have to have one. We might have to have one, my friend. <laughs> well, uh, uh, anyway, I... Why don't you bring it home for us? I, I think I'm going to. David, we cannot thank you enough for the time today. Absolute pleasure, my friend. You're an old and trusted friend. The things that you do for the industries, I'll say that, is remarkable. Uh, your staff, Jamie and Annie, you know. Um, rock stars. You know, rock, yeah, stars. rock stars. And yeah. uh, we can't thank you enough for what you do in the industry. So all the audience out there, Tatman Group, David Tatman, look them up. Explore them you know, find out a little bit more coffee with Jim and James, look us up, follow us, you know, see what we have to do, see what we have to say. And uh, again, James and David, thank you so much for today. And to our audience out there, we will see or hear you next time on coffee with Jim and James. Everybody have a great week and stay safe. Bye-bye everyone. See y'all. Bye. Bye.